I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, is this thing on? It's Look Sports Media. And it's time for a breakdown. Every week, every week, I've noticed every week the first noise that's on this podcast is you laughing. It's the same thing every single it's week. It's because Linda says it's time for a breakdown. And I'm like, yeah. oh, goody, I've been waiting for this all day yeah. just for Linda to say, right, it's okay now. It's it's like, Linda, I didn't need your permission. I've been breaking down all week. Um, welcome, guys. We're, we're here. We're going to invite Swindon fans on tonight and see what yeah. a little bit of a chat because they are in full breakdown at the minute uh, Ian's here saying hello good evening Ian and good evening to Kieran as well who's that with Kieran in that photo who's that Kieran Rose. is that who it is no but then it's not Rose oh I thought you said I thought you called him Scott Rose I'm like who's Scott <laughs> um <laughs> It's now. It's only now time for a breakdown. No other opportunity, Kieran. I find many of opportunities throughout the day to have breakdowns. Um, I'll have you know, it's something I'm actually very, very good at. I have like a pre-walk, a pre-work dog walk breakdown most days. Just break down at any point I like Just to like, be fair. Stop and look at the sky and be like, oh, yeah. Logan says evening, as well as the Pooley podcast. Uh, Raj Singh owned. Hartlepool United fans. Um, oh, after Raj rejected the takeover today. Um it, yeah. And the thing was as well, like when when it kind of came out earlier, as you said on the group, well, you know, if they haven't got the means to mm-hmm. um 
you know, they've not kind of met the criteria to do a business plan. And then the supporters trust statement that came out this afternoon, he, you know, it's, he's not yeah and he's uh he's not given them the opportunity they don't appear to have had the accounts which is they very fairly point out you cannot do a business plan without knowing the the mm. business ins and outs and the accounts that you're inheriting yeah um yeah someone someone's definitely lying um yeah i know my money's on it being but at the same time if they've got the money that they say they've got then surely mm -hmm. the Surely the meeting is asking price. Then, but what? Well, I don't see what the issue is. There's got to be. There's another reason. There's some. There's a reason he's saying no to them. Or it's. I mean, forty million was mentioned, wasn't it? Which as, is, just as investment, forty million yeah. investment. But the, you know, the he he doesn't appear to have placed a reasonable valuation on the club as well, and. Yeah. You know, from an for, it's like getting a mortgage, isn't it? You know, if you're if you're making loans, if you're um, you know, however you're funding it, you need to evidence that what you're buying is worth the cost that you're buying it because you you know you'll have things secured against it, and um, that's problematic as well. Absolutely, um, shit show that is Hartlepool continues, and we'll we'll find out exactly what else is going to happen because um, someone's got to do something at some stage. Josh Seb Seb Sebere is that how you pronounce it? Sebere 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 Sebere. Um, and uh, yeah. Owen says good evening. Just signed Obi Wan Kenobi's great grandson this week. So uh, like Guinness goes... Walker. Is it Guinness Walker? Somebody Guinness somebody. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's a it's a brilliant name, isn't it? Mm. Um, Long like Kitman won't be happy. No, not at all. No, especially if he rips his shirt. Mine is um, not as long as um, Lemon Hay Evans. It's not, no. Um, good evening, Samuel. Good evening to Rob Lockyer. And Kieran asks, I've had... Oh, well, Kieran's got... I don't get what that means. Kieran, we can here. talk about it because it was happy news, but they've got Hugh Jenkins, so they've has finalised the takeover at Newport. They've got Manchester United. If you're a Newport County fan like Karen is, then you've got a lot to be happy about. Yeah, yeah. Newport, it's all going well for me. Don't worry, wheels will fall off. It always does. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Ian, says, Ian says, Louis Barry is the League 2 Messi. Uh, Rico Richards is a League 2 Ronaldinho. Ian might know this, actually. There's a, a filthy rumour during the rounds that when County were Stockport County won the league in 1966. The, the, they won it at Wrexham and their last away home, a last away game prior to that game at Wrexham was against Notts County. So everything's just falling into place. And Louis Barry is going to be back in March. So it's an extra game that we've got to play with Louis Barry back. Yeah, so the... Um, Notts County game from last weekend has been rearranged for the 16th of April. April! Here's the thing. Messi's never been as injury prone. <laughs> oh, come but... off it. No, Louis Barry like, had a bad injury. 
don't listen. Don't drag Messi. Injury prone. Do not drag Messi down to this level. Listen, in one in in the club in Barcelona's most important season in over a decade, Messi showed up. Louis Barry is not showing up. Well, who knows? And then Rico Richards, Donny might be in for a shock on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, we said this, and I think I think the game on Saturday called off may have taken a little bit of or bought some a little bit more time um yeah although um a donny fan was messaging me earlier and he's like you know you're gonna go home empty-handed and we're gonna beat oh, you and then the lose confidence the though, yeah. <laughs> so. and you know what they might do but you've you, there's no reason for them to have that confidence um should we should we get into swindon no, no. Should we? Should we do it? Yes. Before we read more comments, guys, we're joined now by everybody's fifth favorite fool from Fools Rushing. Um, honestly, I shouldn't. Is <laughs> you know, the thing? Is it right? I'm going to bring him in. It's, it's Ben. I shouldn't have said fifth because now I'm going to be asked who the four ahead of him are, and that means I've got to put some behind him. Oh, you see, there's twelve of us, exactly. so I'm actually. I'm not that. It's not that bad. I'm top half. Top half. You've got. You've got. I'm, I'm all right with that. You've done what your club aspire to be. All you need to do now is just start having a quick fire sale and just getting rid of everything and dropping back down. Yeah, no, no doubt. Welcome, Ben. Let's. Uh, thank. Thank you for having me. Let's have a breakdown, Ben. Let's t tell us about because look, we talk a lot about Swindon. We hear a lot about what's going on at Swindon, but. It just seems to be getting worse. Um, what What's the latest for you guys? What do you think going on? What do you actually think is happening? Well, there's lots of rumours and stuff that's going on. There was more breaking news late, late last night about um, Clem's access company and the companies within the companies that he's closed down, that he leaves a couple of months before um, the actual close down and, yeah, and there's lots of money's being moved around places, and there's rumours of obviously suspicious characters within the clubs who who are suspicious. Really, they they they've got criminal records. Um, the complete inactivity of the transfer window at the moment. We've just given away probably our hardest working midfielder um, for nothing. Um, it, it was a free. He, he, his contract apparently did end at the end of the season, but if he's going for free, you might as well just say, just give us till May and then go find another club. But apparently he's done it now. Um, Clem, no less than a week ago, said that anyone sold will have a ready-made replacement ready to walk in their place. Well, it's been about three or four days now. We've got a game on Saturday and there's no one there. Um, you know, <laughs> if he's going to tell us porky pies, <laughs> at least give him some note. Like not immediately after. It's it's just a bit of a shit show at the minute. Um, yeah. There's no like when we had a, a bit of a poor time under Lee Power when there was the court hearings and no one was getting paid and everything. At least then there was light at the end of the tunnel. You no, know, the club there was a buyer and there was a way out. But at the moment there is no way out. You know, it feels like the only way we're going to shake him is administration, which is a horrible thing to think about. Mm -hmm. Horrible thing to think about. Um yeah, it's just it's clubs it's a good club and it's been around for years, it's well supported and you know you you, 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 you it, it's kind of a sad situation, it's a sorry situation and you know you it's it's at the moment you, you don't know how 
how it's going to end. And you hope your your only hope is that we accumulate enough points to finish safe. We don't have any additional points deductional charges on top of that, which we're assured we're not. But can we take that for granted? Yeah. And um, then hopefully, if we are going to be prompt in administration, it happens in the summer, so it could be taken off early next season. And then hopefully the club could be sold and we've got some sort of rescue. But that that's that's the, the ideal, that's the best scenario. The club is sold over the summer. Um but if it goes on past that and it goes well on to next season and it goes, you know, past next January, then um I, I see we're pretty fucked to be quite honest. Yeah. I think it's uh there's something there you mentioned about the, the shady characters and Obviously, we 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 know who they are. We get we hear them. Mm. One one I can say mm. with one hundred percent confidence is Zav Austin. Um, yeah, and there's for me, it's not a rumor, isn't that he he is? No, he is. He is. As, yeah, he's at away games as a club director. Yeah, well, you, which, which he's not. He's an official guest because he wasn't allowed to be a director. No, but he's telling we, people. Don't he's he's got to be. He wouldn't pass the. He, he didn't pass the fair fit and proper persons. Which also, can I just say, is if another club goes to the wall or if another club suffers because of EFL's incompetence at you know yeah. at, at due diligence, because Clem apparently had a, a, a strenuous due diligence before he took over at Swindon. Well, clearly that's not happened. Um, yeah. So, you know, how many clubs does this is this going to happen to? Because it could be anyone. It could be any other EFL club. Their next owner could just be anything like we've got in a minute. And yeah, yeah. Um, so it, 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 I think I think there's needs a long, hard look at you know themselves as well because this has been going on for quite some time at Swindon. One of the things that's happened. So Hugh Jenkins has been signed off at Newport this week as uh, as their new new owner. And one of the things that's happened is that this has taken you know. A couple of months, I think November. It was being talked out as being in, mm. imminent, and I, you know, these are not transparent processes. No, no. but my hope is that the EFL are recognizing that the checks and balance, the formal checks and balances that they have, are not fit for purpose. Ironically, yeah. and um, that they need to be more thorough um and and that's the only way things are going to change either that they they recognize that you know in the example of of clem who allegedly has form for resigning as a director before the the company is liquidated which means that you know the, there's no kind of wrongdoing or strike on his part in terms yeah. of you know if you're um if you're that reckless with companies and you get struck off, you're not able to be a director anymore, but his resigna his premature resignations protect him somewhat. Yeah. And uh, my hope would be that it's things like that, that the EFL are looking for in future, mm -hmm. but that might be. Yeah. So Ben, something for, for you to do for me. So Lancaster Bantam here, obviously a Bradford fan. He's, he's come and he said, hi guys, right. Time to cheer me up. And the reason he's saying that is because, Told, I told him to join tonight because Bradford fans at the minute seem to think that. And look, I'm not going. I'm not getting into whether. I'm not saying <laughs> that just because Swindon have 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 it worse that Bradford fans shouldn't be annoyed. But I'm I'm kind of hoping that them seeing from what's going on at your club that it, it maybe puts things into a little bit of perspective of we're not at that point yet. You guys are like, let's put, let's put it out here. You guys at the minute, you haven't started protesting yet. Have you no? 
No, 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 no. To be fair, there's no tennis balls yet. There's no one chasing away ripping into the boardrooms. There's no, you know, we're not running on the pitches yet. It might well come fairly soon. If it, I think we're one real bad news away from that possibly happening. But, you know, there's nothing as yet. You know, the fans are still waiting, just going, look, there's 10 days of the window. Yeah. yeah. You promised us all this and the other. Let's just see what happens on February the 1st. And if we have, because at the moment he came to personally oversee the transfer window and he was pumping money into the club um, to secure it. And we're two players down on an already pathetically thin squad than we had at the end of last, uh, uh, at the end of, well, by the end of the Crawley game on the 1st of January. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, we're in minus figures at the minute. So there needs to be quite a busy last week um, as of yet. Yeah. I'm still waiting for someone to come in through the door this week to replace our tough, yeah. hard-working midfielder um, who none of us really wanted to lose um, for free. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, to, to support your brand, mate, just if you get yourself to the countdown on Saturday, you'll probably have a lovely time. <laughs> People probably realise it's not like that. <laughs> Ryan Sparks isn't the wrong in as well. I just think it's having a shit season. Yeah, and, and, and this is the, the thing, and I'm trying to... What I'm trying to sort of put out is like, if I said to you, okay, so I'll, I'll explain to you the situation at Bradford as it stands and you tell me how much you would love your club to be in that, that situation <laughs> right now. So we have money in the bank, zero debts. We well, have a competitive budget. Last season, we had one of the top three budgets in the league. Mm. We are selling players for big fees for this level in Harry Lewis. We are bringing back players that were fan favourites in Tyreek Wright, so we're improving the squad. We already have a, a big squad as it is, so we actually we actually are the opposite of you. We need to get smaller, but yeah, we've, we've still got <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, I did say I said I think I think that someone will go on low. Well, now maybe now or not Flynn's gone, but I think if Flynn mm. had stayed, you would have ended up with one or two. Um, people are saying that you know the owner isn't investing, which is true, but for me, he doesn't need to because we are at the financial fair play cap. So, Our owner won't even look for an assistant manager. He, he, it's, it was reported today that we're, that, that yeah. um, Gavin Gannon's on his own. There's, we're not, we're not going to. So it makes you sound like we can't afford one. Yeah, and he's <laughs> the youngest head coach in the. Yeah, he, he, there, there's going to be. He's got his goalkeeping coach next to him, and that's it. But that's our that's our coaching team. And this is what I'm kind of hoping, like from a from a Bradford fans perspective, it's like. I'm not saying don't be disheartened because it's always disheartening when you go into a season, especially after a playoff season last year, and you kind of stall and you don't have a, a great season. But it's not what we think it is. It's not as bad as we think it is. And, and look, Stefan, uh, sorry, yeah, Stefan Rupp's not investing. But like I say, once you reach that financial fair play cap, you can't just pump money in because then you go over it and that's when you end up with points deductions and you end up in trouble oh, yeah. and things like that. So and it's you, quite hot now. Yeah. And it had that, that money has to come in through sponsorship and through commercial deals that the owner can't just say he has a million pound, go spend it. It, it doesn't work well, that way. They can, they can under financial fair play, but it doesn't solve the situation for the club in, in terms of, yes. you know, 
it's a it's an injection of cash but it's not it doesn't make them financially sustainable and and owners don't have and it's a loan of, isn't it so we'd owe money back it depends how it's done um because yeah. i looked into this a while ago because it was someone had said to me oh like stockport county are fine on ffp because oh slotty can keep putting his money in the pocket but why why would he or should he or should he because mm -hmm. You want a club to be sustainable, and it's the same for Rub. You can do it, but what you're just going to have to do it again and again and again. And, the, and my my thing is, and this is what I kind of say: you can moan about an owner not investing. Let's say on any of our three clubs, let's say we had the tenth biggest budget in the league, and we were, and we had the tenth biggest budget for the last three seasons, and for the last three seasons we finished tenth. Then you can complain and say. To finish higher, you need to invest because mm -hmm. you're you're basically using what you've got and you're achieving what it's set. At. Last season, Bradford City gave Mark Hughes a top three budget in League Two. We finished sixth, so we aren't even using it to that level. Mm -hmm. This season, we still have, I think it's a top seven budget, and we're sat sixteenth in the league. I think it is. Well, I don't even check anymore. It's that depressing for me. I know it's obviously more depressing for you, Ben, but it just <laughs> I, I'm fed up. I love it. Sixteenth, yeah, yeah, but we've got a top seven budget. If we were sat seventh, then we could say you need to invest because without that investment, we can't push further. But we're not even at that point. We're not using it correctly, so you'd be just throwing money down. You'd just be throwing money down the drain. We've got to get it right first on the pitch, and to do that, we need sustainability. We need a manager that can take his time. I don't think Graham Alexander is look. He's never going to say it. But I don't think Graham Alexander right now is planning for this season. I don't think he's thinking we're going to push on, we're going to get promoted. He'll want to finish as high as he can. He's planning for next year, though. And it's about what happens in this next six months to get us to the end of the season. And then we go again. And it is a, it's going to be a full refresh in the summer, unfortunately, again. But we've, we've lost another manager. Um, yeah. it's But at the same time, like, so like for you Lancaster and Bradford fans, we're not as bad as Swindon. Swindon, you're not as bad as what Scunthorpe were. There's no, always no, somebody no. worse. And I mean, you don't get me wrong, no. you're going there, you're heading down that direction, but you're not quite. Who knows, look, who knows what's on the hope is? I box you off this, but who knows what happens or what is around the corner? Um, you, you don't know. Um, and, and as I mentioned about the business and everything, it's not, I don't think it's actually probably in the public domain as of yet. So it's still an allegedly, you know. So oh, we'll, we'll say allegedly. allegedly where uh, Clemens went in a concert. <laughs> yeah, I just want to, yeah, just to, to yeah. Please don't see me. But, um, yeah. All we can do is hope for the best. Just stay in the league. Stay in the league and um, just see what happens. And after that, and just hope for the best. I think that that's, <laughs> that sums it up right there. Swindon is going for a prostate exam. And the doctor, Clem, has both hands on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've got to go. I've got back to work. See you later on that note. On that bombshell. Have a good show. Cheers, See you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh. So there we yeah, so there's the first bit on, on Swindon oh. there. Um it it just is it's not nice, is it? Um and, and here's the thing, there's not even any rumors of incomings at the minute for Swindon. There's no. there's rumors there's there's rumors, rumors of more, more outcomes. Uh Minturn as one of them. I know not naming names in terms of players, but I know that Crawley have inquired about two players at Crawl at Swindon. Yeah. So and the, I think the saddest thing is, you know, we we 
we might have teased Ben last season and earlier this yeah. season about, you know, all in, an, you know, friendly way about, you know, how positive he is. And one of the things that's changed, I think, over not, not so much with him, but with the, the Swindon fan base over the last couple of days is like almost a level of apathy that they just want, yeah. want it to stop now that, you know, it's, it's impossible to to keep going up and down on the roller coaster. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's... I, I agree. Ben Ben's the most positive Swindon fan, so for him to be feeling the way he is shows just how how bad it's gotten. Yeah, yeah. We do we do laugh and we do make jokes and like last season I gave a. I don't, I don't want to say shit, but like we had about a lot of back and forth. People think that I give Swindon abuse, but they give me just as much. <laughs> like it is a back and forth, and it's the same with Donny fans. People, you know, Walsall fans saying, "Oh, you hate Walsall, you hate that." I don't, but they give me just as much back, so it's fun. Um, but no one wants to see this sort of stuff happening, like at all. And I would hope that if it was me, uh, if it was my club, that people would be supportive in the same way that we're trying to be, like on tweets and things, it's fine to have that little bit of banter, but, you know, any Swindon fans watching that think that we don't care, like, I, how much of our group chat, Hannah, the management chat, oh, is yeah. about Swindon. Yeah. And and there's no Swindon fans in there. It's constantly <laughs> trying to find ways to help Swindon Town, so, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's not a nice And, one. you know, they're, they're not the only ones as well. Morecambe are having significant issues yeah. Um it's <laughs> I just read in the comments. Like John said that I look like I've got my pajamas on. Yeah, I promise it's a hoodie. And like even though I work from home, I've got like actual clothes on. Um <laughs> and then Dale said about waiting till the middle of April for my trip to heaters, which is true. Um, and uh, Cam, who I was getting a lift off, has taken the day is taking the day or the afternoon off work, and he wants to leave at three so that we can make sure we get in tits and wings. Which, in fairness, was something I came up with rather than him before he gets slammed for misogynistic hootersness. Yeah. Hootersness. Um, <laughs> Kieran, Kieran, if you do want to come on and talk about. County, it's a big week for you guys as well. This this show's not just a Swindon Miller one, but if you want to come on and talk about County, um, please do. <laughs> Hannah, listen, you support Stockport Rovers. We've been over this. Kieran, <laughs> so, if you want me to send you the, the, the link, I'll send you the link. Come in and tell us about you know what this week means to you. Um, Ryan, can you send Kieran the link? Because I don't know. I can't find him on here, if that's all right. Um, yeah. It's uh yeah we can we can learn a little bit about it. any other Swindon fans want to come forward I know we've got some more coming up but they're they're a little bit um spaced out aren't they we're we're pacing it it's like a proper magazine show isn't it you have you know people yeah only ninety five percent though. Yeah, but do you, know, do you know what? Right, so John, um, John, John, you'll back me up on this. In the summer, the night before the season started, Fools Rush In. Who obviously, if any, by the way, if anybody doesn't know who Ben is, he's part of the Fools Rush In podcast, the Swindon Town podcast. For me, they were the first podcast we interacted with when we first started lower league. Looking to this day, they're still my favourite podcast. Like, I love I, I, for, for me, best in the EFL at what they do, and I've said it all along. I, I think they're amazing. Um, I've got some. I'm on there tomorrow night. Actually, that's a good point. I forgot. Um, 
but Fools did a live show the night before the first game of the season, and I went down with my little me and my little girl drove down. We stopped in a stopped in a hotel where it was hosted, and I went as Billy Bantam and walked in. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a dick and blah blah blah. And then as I left as Billy, they were all chanting like shit, rocking Robin, which you'd expect. And I went, <laughs> I genuinely <laughs> said to them, and I turned around and I went, "I'll see you later, guys. Enjoy your relegation battle." Oh, as I and I like looking back, I'm like. I didn't think that that could possibly come true. It was kind of a joke, but yeah. And then you know, look, it's it's what. Well, there is, only then. one point. One point. So, is it like is it a six pointer on Saturday? Absolutely, it's a six pointer. Yeah, technically, to be fair, Hannah, it's a nine pointer. We've got a game in hand on them, haven't we? No. Oh, we played no. our game in hand on Tuesday, no, didn't we? Both played twenty-eight. Yeah, we You're played our game most... in hand. Sorry, yeah. Minus two goal difference plays minus four. Thirty six points plays thirty four. Yeah, so, so it's, uh, it's, if Swindon yeah, won, they could, depending on how other things go, jump up to thirteenth. There's some wow. good news for Swindon, Absolutely. and that like a lovely segue. And we haven't got Kieran yet, but that would see them leapfrog. We have County. We have got Kieran. Boom. Kieran, come on in. We're gonna try and bring the mood up a little bit. So Kieran is a is a county fan. Um, sure, by you can tell by the flag in the background which county it is. Um, and yeah, this week, what have we got? We've got um uh oh, sorry, one second. Well, that's even I've just realized it's even better news. They're playing United, so they can't even stop the mighty Swindon town from yeah their progression and leapfrogging their way up the league. Unfortunately, I think they'd rather be doing what they're doing, though, Hannah. I'm not going to lie. I think they'd rather be in the position that they're in. How excited are you, Kieran? I mean, I've been talking about it all week. It still doesn't feel real, even though I've done countless things, talking about the game and talking about all the build-up to it. Yeah. It's not a normal thing to be able to say that your club in League Two hosts Man United in a competitive game at the end of the day. So uh, I think buzzing is the correct word, but in unable ability from me to actually find a better word, we'll leave it a buzzing. It's it's just surreal. Are you expecting to win? No. You, you can't really expect <laughs> to... Uh, I'll be entirely blunt. You can't expect to be, you know, even though Man United are renownedly known in terms of recent years for uh, being a team that are underachieving and all this other stuff, you still can't expect us to go on and uh, beat them because as of right now, we're a mid-table League Two club playing, you know, you look at Man United, one of the biggest in the world, if not the biggest, especially when you look at names anyway. And given the fact that I was talking to uh, someone earlier on a podcast just about how they think, you know, United line up and how they'll set up and everything, because this is the only cup competition they have left, they'll probably want to have that extra reason to beat us. They'll have that uh, want to probably put out a full-strength team, if not very close, just to make sure that they can uh, almost compensate for what has been to my knowledge anyway, a pretty poor league season. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's it's not been great for them, but I think they're there for the taking, mate. I think they're there for the taking. I, I genuinely think you could do it this weekend. I mean, I I was saying, and you know, I wasn't saying this on the podcast, but I was saying like quietly to a few people that I knew, if you if you are to draw one of the big six as is labeled in the Premier League, you want it to be united, not only for the name, but for the the inconsistencies they have and the fact that they're not exactly the uh, the best-owned club in the world, apparently, and they're not exactly the most uh, I'm, loyal, isn't the correct word, but maybe optimistic fan base. They're, uh, from, to my knowledge anyway, very quick to get up, not realistically get behind, but rather the opposite, really turn on players and uh, yeah. get frustrated. So in my eyes, if we can start off well, get off on the front foot, even get the first goal in, that's probably enough for me to... Uh, realistically say, you know what, we can actually go on and do it. But I won't get my hopes up because then if we lose, I'll be upset. And I don't want to be upset after yeah, seeing my club against United. Um, do you know what, though, as well? You've got... Um, you know, they are not used to playing on a pitch, any any League Two pitch. You know, I know that, you know, the Newport one is 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 good and you've won awards for it and all of that, but it's still not. A Premier League pitch, so there's that. Have you? Has someone gone out and like redone the rugby lines just to disorient them? So. I'd imagine so, but part of me hopes they haven't for the sake of, uh, you know, it won't be Onana. I can't. I'd have no clue what their backup keeper's name is, but in the hopes <laughs> that he does what Harry Lewis did last season right. and, and grabs it from outside the box, because that would be. Yeah. Comical to say the least, but hopefully we'd actually get awarded for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, surely but they've got to get rid of them, haven't they? Um, I, I can, imagine so. How can people watch it, Karen? Is it on? Is it on TV? It is being streamed on BBC One. Yeah. So if you want to watch, it kickoffs at half four, but the streaming on BBC One starts at four o'clock for the pre-match coverage and all that stuff. Um, what is day is Sunday? Sunday, yeah. Sunday 28th of January. I, I don't know yeah. why I've done that. It's the 28th, yeah. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be watching. I'll be cheering you on. Uh, definitely, definitely be on the, the Newport side of things for that because you know, it's League Two, isn't it? You've got, to, you've got to celebrate the League Two sides getting to these points. Um, yeah, no, Kieran, I, I think I think you, you've got a very good chance. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll say is that one, what you have done is you've kind of shown Wrexham up a little bit with throwing up a stand in, what was it, 48 hours? 48 hours or so, yeah. And we're kind of showing them up and being the uh, talking point around Wales for the next few days anyway. We have been the better team in there. Wales as of last week. Just going to just gonna say that uh, we are the best League 2 club in Wales. No, no dispute, no argument. <laughs> you, know, the league, you know the league position, second, 14th. Doesn't matter who doesn't who matter. won on Saturday, you know that, that's, that's my uh, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, Kieran, do you know what? Come, obviously, you'll be on the. We'll be having the breakdown on Sunday evening for the league game. So, I, I think we can maybe make an exception, Hannah, and cover a league a, a, a cup game, can't we? If he wants, yeah, to. yeah. I mean, if, for... you, if your voice is available, come like on in. And a bit of light relief between. Donny, Swindon, Bradford, Bradford, 
And if not, is it re- is week. it convenient that we've got Swindon at home the week after we play United? Is is there something? Is there something in there? This next seven, no, sorry, this next nine days for Swindon Town could be horrific. It yeah, really could I, be I bad for exactly. them um, because we'll be. I mean, look, next Thursday night is the deadline <laughs> date. And we're excited because we're doing obviously this live for four hours, and we're going to do all the other stuff. But the 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 thing for me is, if they don't end that window strong, I think that the Saturday game. Are you at home or away when you play? When you're at home, at home. we're at right. home. The temporary stand apparently stays up for that game as well. So, uh, you know, yeah. the the elusive Newport temporary stand that's will be staying up for a record three weeks. I I think mate, it probably won't be that game then, but the, the, the game after that is where you'll see some Swindon Town protesting going on. I really I think it's going to come very, very, very soon. Um, but yeah, Kieran, thank you very much. It's been it's nice to get a bit of positivity, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it is nice to get positivity, so I'm 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 happy. But Kieran, thank you very much. Good luck this weekend. We'll see you on the other thank side. You. Go smash them. Um, thank you. Hannah. Liam. So, this comment here. You were sat with us, Liam. I was. I was sat. This was when we went to the Fool's Rushing night. So, I'm guessing, oh, right. is this is, is this Mark or is it Joe? I'm not sure if it's Mark or Joe, but it's one of them. Um, I won two Swindon Town scarves in the auction. Okay. And I was going to wear them the next day at Crawley Town and try and get a picture with Scott Lindsay with them. But I'm not going to lie, if I hadn't have had my little girl with me, I'd have probably felt a bit more brave about doing that. <laughs> um, when I was, I, I kind of thought, no, maybe not. Um, so he's seen here. We've never seen proof of you in that scarf. <laughs> I mean, this scarf right here. <laughs> I have worn several times on podcasts and on these shows this season. Um, I do. I admit, listen, I've got no issue with showing stuff. As far as I'm concerned, obviously, when I talk Bradford, I'll talk Bradford. When I'm doing these, I, I try and stay in passion. I, I've got so many things from different clubs. Uh, so many things from different clubs. I've got a, I've got an Oldham shirt. I've got the Doncaster shirt. I've got. Christ, I've got, I, I can't even think of half the stuff that I've got. Just a point, by the way, for any Knots fans that are listening, uh, Luke Williams of Swansea City are currently 5-0 down at halftime. I, I did. Someone uh, had messaged that and said that Luke Williams was getting battered. Absolutely pummeled. Um, yeah, it's not looking good for them at all. Uh, yeah, they're both sat watching, so they're both together. There I we got, go. So who do you owe money to? I don't owe no one no money, so I, I paid it. So essentially what they said was if I went to Crawley and uh, it was 20 quid that I won them both for, if I went to Crawley right. and got the photo, then Wazza from Fools Rushing would pay the 20 quid. Um, uh... But because I didn't do it, I, I paid five. Don't worry about it. I paid it. And unless Wazza paid him as well, I <laughs> which I don't know about, but no, I, I, I transferred it to, to the Fools. Um, I've got one of Billy's favourite. Is that right? What? <laughs> But I'm, I Billy has feathers. No, he don't. That's the problem. Joe's got them. <laughs> uh, Billy has three feathers left on his ass at the minute on one of his suits. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I always wonder where they've gone. But fair play. Have uh, you been shaking your tail feather? 
just the just the solo ever. Um, fair play, Joe. Send us a photo of it if you can. Tweet it out. I want to see it. Um, <laughs> oh, the Billy suit in the air. I'd put it on if not. Question for the host time. Um, do you know what? Before we get into it, do you know what, before we get into it, because he's sat in the waiting room, I'm I'm going to bring Chal in to say hello. For it. Chal, I'm going to say it's probably come in. We've got five minutes with you. We're not talking <laughs> Swindon with you. Just want to know what is going on with Donny's transfer window and how confident you are with everything that's going on with the teams around you, ladies and, and gentlemen. How, and how much you're going to lose on Saturday. And how many you're going to lose by on Saturday, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Aaron Chalina. There he is. Mr. Green Screen himself. Your headphones are broken, Chal. Yeah, I'm getting some new ones. I'm getting some new ones. <laughs> I can, this is all I can afford at the moment until February. <laughs> you can sell your Swindon scarf. Yes, yeah, Chal's I'm loving it. Scarf and all. I, I saw you getting your red and white scarf, so I thought I'd get me on. <laughs> I've got two. I've got two of these. I've got a Rocking Robin one as well um, that's in the I car. Work, I were going to get the old one because I've got two Rovers scarves. I've got the new one that I bought a few weeks ago, and I've got um, one from when we first opened our stadium in 2007 against Huddersfield. 3-0, Mark McCammon wonder goal. Beautiful. Oh. Anyway, any victory against Huddersfield is good for me. Um, <laughs> so, Chal, tell us, being, being completely honest, you've seen a lot of movements around you. Obviously... Forest Green appointing a manager today, which we haven't spoken really about. Really good yet. appointment. Really good appointment. Huge appointment. Um, I'm annoyed because I we we got rumor of it on Monday. Was it Hannah? Yeah. And I I texted him Monday. Ryan said, "Can you just text him?" And it's the first ever time he's not responded to me. Wow. I was like, "There's something in this." Whenever someone doesn't respond, I, I think there's something in this. Yeah. Um, and I just texted him today saying, "Look, oh, congratulations." Blah blah blah. Um, that's a serious appointment for Forest Green. That, that 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 tells them that they want to stay in this league, hundred percent. What does it tell you? I mean, from what I'm hearing today from the press conference, it sounds like there's going to be a lot more loan outs than coming ins. Now, I don't think we've got any more coming in. Now, it's going to. I think Jack Goodman's got National League interest on loan because he's obviously 19 years old and needs game time. Uh, mm -hmm. A couple of other the youngsters are going to get loaned out. I wouldn't be surprised if Adelong gets loaned out to somewhere like Gateshead or Oldham. But I've heard nothing in terms of incomings. I think Adelican and Waters will be permanent in the summer, depending on how it goes. But apart from that, I don't really see any incomings now. I think that's our window done. Do you think you've got what it takes to stay out of trouble? It's going to be tight. Um, I'll be honest with you, and, and you know, Rovers fans can call me a fake fan, whatever. I don't give a flying one. Yeah. I think it's going to be tight. I think. But... I think anybody who's not a Rovers tight, fan who's though, looking, well. yeah, anyone looking with an impartial mind will say the same. It's going to be tight. Yeah, um, and that's not you saying that you don't believe in Grant McCann or anything before anyone jumps, and it's not, and it's not me saying it either. It's me saying yeah. you, you're down near the bottom and. Being, being completely honest, your owner said that there was going to be significant investment this this window, and 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 I mean, what have you signed? You've signed loan players. No, you've not. I wouldn't say that there's been significant investment. It's it's hard because it, it's that whole thing again of the owner's words could be taken completely in a different way. Absolutely, I, he, he I, knows what he meant, and the owners. We've said this before. Owners are very very good 
how they word things. When, and also, uh, own, and also the thing is as well, we, we spoke about it numerous times, owner's expectation and fan expectation are miles apart, and it comes with any other club. So when I see someone reply to the tweet that Lowly looked at today and say, in your opinion, what's the, who's the worst club worst run club in League 2? When I see a hashtag DRFC on there, I'm thinking, hang on a second, guys, look at Swindon's position and look how many Bradford fans are complaining, then tell us where we are. Yeah. Yeah, to, to be completely honest, and I will say, I, when I put that out, obviously, I in my head, I know who I think it is, and I I, I believe it's Swindon, and I think it's fair to say I it's Swindon. I, I believe that it's Swindon, Doncaster, and then Morecambe as the three. You think we're the, you think we're worse than Morecambe? Just just based on what your fan bases are saying, just but yeah, because yeah. look, we we can only go by what the fans say. We don't interact with many Morecambe fans. Yeah, um, I was thinking Bradford were going to be in that. To be honest with you, how many fans are complaining at the minute? Yeah, but but again, ours is more. Ours isn't. Yeah, I do feel like it is. I feel like ours is frustration about the season. I don't. Yeah. It's nothing for me. If you give a manager a top three budget, and you finish six, that's not on the club. Like we've given the you know, like now we've got a top seven budget for this season. We're sat sixteenth in the league. That's not we're not using what we've been given. And yeah. so for me, I don't feel like it is a, it's not a, a manager and an owner thing. Look, don't get me wrong. They've made mistakes. I don't, you know, Ryan Sparks yeah. will admit himself that he's made mistakes. I don't but... think it's the end of the world though for Bradford. I think, I think with under Graham Alexander, they'll restart again in the summer and go again. I think for us, I th- and this is why I'm not really overreacting about our position. I think we, I, I'm confident that we're going to stay in this sleep, but it won't be my much. But I'm still confident in the manager that he's going to have the summer to get what he needs to go out and bring in what he needs to come in in the summer to create a better finish. I knew straight away this, uh, even though I predicted us to finish in the playoffs, which is optimistic looking back, I kept in the back of my mind from the start of the season that I knew this season was going to be tough. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Ryan's just said they're just speaking about the position down at the bottom. If the Cowlers get Harry Anderson too, they've already got Ali Smith, they're safe. And that, that then puts you... One place above the relegation places, doesn't it? And fair play to Colchester because they've got a great manager and they've brought in some fantastic Riley Harbottle, who was at Mansfield last season, who's at Abernian now. Um, Alistair Alistair Smith is a very underrated signing, really good midfielder. And uh, again, they've hit the nail on the head there, yeah. And and I think if you look at sort of the the bottom six of the league, Grimsby, Salford, Doncaster, Colchester, Sutton, and Forest Green. The only club that's not changed manager this season is yourselves. Obviously, you changed in the summer. But I would say apart from Sutton, because I don't know, being completely honest, I don't know a lot about Sutton's manager that's come in, but I would say the other four teams around you, Chal, have have improved on managers. They've all stepped up. Sutton have done massive loan business as well over the last couple of weeks. Like more, well, I don't know. Don't want to say kind of definitively, but it feels like Mm -hmm. at least as much as anyone else in the league. Yeah, uh, that Stephen Duke McKenna on loan from QPR was actually someone that I think off the line blog said that we should be looking at. I think it was in one of the windows. I can't remember whether it was January or the summer just gone. So, you know, that's a good signing for for, for Sutton. And what I'll say about Steve Morrison is he's a very, very high potential manager. I think he's got potential to go forward a long way, but it's the right club. I don't like him. 
they drew with Mansfield on Tuesday night, didn't they? Let's not forget that. Yeah, there's a, reason, there's a reason I don't like him and a reason why I don't pay much attention to his career. And it's this comment right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it was against a certain bantam. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I'm gonna. I'll, I'll tell you a story, right? So I went down to that game, Wembley 2017 League One playoff final. Set off very early. Went to the Weatherspoons, and uh, I was I, at the time. I was like, I just just started drinking gin. Never had gin in my life, but then I saw. I was like, gin's amazing. What's in a Weatherspoons? I was like, I'll have a gin and lemonade. They were like, it's three for nine pounds. Oh, I don't do tonic, Hannah. Hannah makes uh, tonic. Tonic makes me feel sick. Oh, gin and lemonade, Hannah's unreal. So I was like, I have a gin and lemonade, expecting it to be London prices, and they were like, it's three for nine pound. I was like, oh, wow. I said, I'll have three, please. She went, do you want to double up for a pound? I said, wait, swang so on. I said, three double gin and lemonades for a tenner. She went, yeah. I said, I'll have nine. <laughs> <laughs> right, they all got brought to my table, Hannah. Remember, this is 11 o'clock in the morning. I think it was a four o'clock oh kickoff. No, it was a two o'clock kickoff. So I had to drink them that fast. I remember nothing until the 86th minute of the game. <laughs> Millwall scored in the 87th. <laughs> the next day, my cousin, my cousin lives in London. The next day, I text him going, Really sorry we didn't get to meet up. We'll have to meet up next time or next time you're up here. Let me know. And he just texted me back going, We did. I was like, what do you mean? He said, you were sat in my seat, you wouldn't leave. <laughs> and like, I'd gone round. But the thing is, he, I, what I don't get is, he was round the other side of the stadium and I'd managed to blag my way around the stand and gone and sat and it, nowhere to sit and then I just wouldn't leave. And then eventually, I, all I remember is being sat in my seat and we went 1-0 um, down and we also had the, the point where I can never remember who it is. I don't know if it was McMahon. I don't know if it was... Uh, Billy Clark, but we went through and it was like two on one. And we, if we'd have squared it, we'd have scored. And we'd have, that, that was before they scored, we'd have won the game, but we didn't. He took the shot and we missed and we ended up. Obviously, that's caused our downward spiral. That's where we are now. So that's why I'm not a huge fan of Morrison. Um, <laughs> but but chat, chat for you, what needs to change? Um, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm not trying to be positive for the sake of being positive, but when I look back on the window, for example, in January, I think we've covered the positions we needed to cover to the end of the season. I think it's just a case now of finish, like we said with Swindon, finish as high as possible and go again next season and just see what happens. Um, I don't know, it's... What we, I think, what we need to do is just try and fix the, the main. The main killer of the season has been our inconsistency. Our inconsistency, but then again, our inconsistency might actually save us in the long run because I that down as well. It, it can do one of two things: it could send us up or send us. It keep us up or send us down. Mm-hmm. Um, if it sends us down, what more can we say? We, we've brought in people to cover the positions that we need to cover for the rest of the season. Players that there are the performance levels have been better than last season, but we're just not getting the results compared to last. Obviously, compared to last season, it was poor results. But um, I think with last season, I think the form at the start of the season under McSheffrey before he left saved us that year. This year, it's one manager instead of two in different spells, and we've got nothing to save us. We've got our inconsistency to save us, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, there is positives. Don't get me wrong. There are players coming back. We know what we know. Lawler's out for the rest of the season now, so we've got Lewis Jones in goal for the rest of the season, which I think is a good thing. But other people have an agenda to say it's not. Uh, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We've got players coming back from injury. Um, what Miller? Which will help Miller back? Us. Or is he no, Miller's out. Miller's out. Uh, Miller, Lavery, Ravenhill, Westbrook, and now Lawler's out for the rest of the season. So we've got Anderson back available, which I know some Rovers fans won't like. Richard Wood, which again, some Rovers fans won't like. Um, Maxwell might be back in a week. Uh, Faulkner's back in a couple of weeks, two or three weeks. So that's good for a young defender. Uh, we're going to loan out Jack Goodman. So in terms of strikers, we've got Ironside, Connor Carty, and then we, if, if we need to, if we need to, Horseshoe someone into that role. We've got Adelican and Waters who can play in that role, but they're going to be on the wings anyway. So, and I think John Taylor's back already. So, uh, we've got a couple of players coming back now. So, uh, they're going to help make our bench stronger. Uh, maybe start when people aren't fit. Uh, we've got a quarter final to look forward to on the 30th. Um, and to be fair, I've said to people numerous times, I've said if we finish 20th, 21st, 22nd without a trophy or finish 2020. 20th, 21st, 22nd with the uh, Bristol Street Motors trophy. I, I take the second because we've got a trophy and we stayed up. So, look, people might not like that. Uh, people people have this, some people have this myth that we should be in a certain league. We don't, we don't, we don't deserve to be anywhere. We have to earn the right to be there. And if we keep building our squad over the next two, three years, I know people might not like League Two for the next two, three years, but I'm more than willing to wait two, three years to get back into League One if it means going up the right way and learning mm -hmm. from our mistakes. It's yeah. just going to take a little bit longer to get that losing culture and that kind of um, the, the mistakes over the last couple of seasons all over the departments out. I mean, like I said, we've improved in certain departments this year and it's going to take longer to get it sorted. But if we go down... I think I, th I think I said it either last season or the season before. Maybe it's something we might need to actually get our arse into gear uh, properly. But if we stay up, use it as a wake up call. I think use any. I think mm -hmm. whatever we do this season, whether we stay up just or go down, use it as a wake up call. And I'm sure Terry yeah. Bramall will will do that. I just launched my podcast today with John Ryan that was filmed a, a month or so ago, and he said. Let's all get behind Terry Bramwell because he's a fantastic chairman that cares about the club. So, you know, but I, I'm not hearing any Rovers fans comparing our situations to Swindon's because it's a completely mm -hmm. different universe. Completely yeah. different universe. No, it is. Well, Charles, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, thanks for updating no us on Donnet. Well, I'm guessing we'll see you next. We'll see you on Sunday for the six or six, and then next Thursday for the the transfer one. Charles, 
Thank you very much. Good, good luck on uh, Saturday, Hannah. Hopefully, don't beat you too bad. <laughs> Ian had a question, Hannah. Ian had a question for us. You're still muted, Hannah, by the way. I was going to say, I'm just excited about the fish and chip shop butty thing that they're doing. Oh, yeah. I'd say for me, it doesn't look good because uh, it looks like a frozen fish cake. It requires, I think it requires cutlery, but I'm, you know, used to like smuggling in bottle tops. So smuggling in cutlery is like. So I, when what? I went to Rochdale, have you had their Wigan kebab? No, no. And apparently Oldham do it as well. Yeah, they do. Um, I went to Rochdale and got a and got a Wigan kebab and I sat down with it and I was like, this needs cutlery. So I got cutlery and the looks that I got, Hannah. Oh, really? Oh, they were looking, they were like, what are you doing? They were like, you just smash it down and eat it. I was like, um, no. thing is, we were going live as well on screen. I was like, I'm not going live with like, no. pie all over me. Um, um, while we've been on air, <laughs> air? Um, I don't know what that was. Uh, so Grimsby appear... Mm -hmm to have lost Camille Conte to Bristol Rovers. So Dan Hargreaves, who is uh, the Bristol Rovers correspondent for Bristol Live, so he's not, it's not come from inside the club, but it's come from him, yeah. um, appears to have confirmed it and expecting that he'll play, he'll be able to play for Bristol on Saturday. So Grimsby will be facing Tranmere without Camille That's Conte. Some loss for them as well. Um, you yeah. gotta think that, that, that Dave Artel will have something up his sleeve for someone to come in. Yeah, I mean, he's young, isn't he? I think mm -hmm. they probably he had a release clause, he's still in contract, yeah. but had a release clause. And uh, the story appears to be that uh, Bristol will have exceeded that release clause. Uh, there's talk about it being a, a record fee for them. So interesting. Yeah. Ian's question, Hannah. Question for the host <laughs> and those in chats. With it being so yeah. cold at the grounds over the last few weeks, do you have Bovril at the football? No. So do they, they tell, do they sell it at Bradford? Yeah. Right. So they sell it at County, but like all of the drinks that they serve at County hot drinks, they're in these like paper cups that become hotter than the molten sun. Like they just add hot water to them. And then I think the plastic like melts a bit. They're genuinely dangerous. Yeah. But my dad was trying to get me into Bovril um, a couple of weeks ago. I've I've never had it. I don't, I don't know, but it smelled warming. So the reason I don't need to, and this is where the old man in me is going to come out now, Hannah. So <laughs> I have bought... An electric gilet. <gasps> do you know what? Oh, this is so exciting. Right. Next, when we do the transfer thing next Thursday, I nearly sent you a text earlier saying, I think we should do our cold weather football survival kits. Because Aaron McLean told me about um the gilet and he sent me the link last year and I've never bought it. But at the weekend after doing Charlotte's football, I bought electric hand warmers. I've got them. I've got electric <laughs> socks. Um, I've got the, the gilet, socks, gloves. I am so toasty. 
<laughs> and like it's just nice. Can I just say Ryan answered Ian's question and said, Yes, I have a Bovril and a Kit Kat chunky at oh, halftime. That is the most boring answer I have. Like that is the most boring combination I could possibly think of having a Kit Kat chunky and a Bovril. <gasps> I just remembered when Dad went to, he came back. So the, you know where the things are at County. He came back and he said, I've just asked for a vegan bovril. And I was like, did they laugh at you? He's like, no, they didn't. Just coming back to Swindon before we end, Hannah and stuff. So Michael Davis has said, still no proper updates from the trust at SDFC. Fans forum next week will be interesting, although I fear a cancellation. I don't fear it'll be a cancellation. I just feel that the people that you need there won't be there. But I've I've said this no. for a long, long time. The trust is not fit for purpose. They since the day they put Rob Angus in that club, the trust lost its power because what they couldn't do was be seen to be questioning Rob Angus because Rob Angus has gone in there with a trust mindset. So they couldn't question Rob Angus. Therefore, mm. they lost all their power, all their credibility. And for me, they just need to. They need to go. It's got. To, it's got to change. It's not a case of just having these. I know they're having the the, the votes where you know you can vote for who you bring bring someone else in charge. It's it's not just about that. Everybody currently involved with running that trust needs to step away completely. They don't need to be up for to to be put back. It. They need to be gone. It needs to be a full fresh restart. And I do think that somebody from the, the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge, Lord Strangers, Fools Rushing. I think that mm. somebody from each of those groups who represents a different part of the fan base because look, every single one of them is different. The people who watch Fools Rushing watch Fools Rushing because they like their approach. Tom Broadbent, they offer a different approach. Lord Strangers, they also offer a different approach. So those three things cover pretty much every sort of person you could imagine. They reach out to everyone. I think that someone from each of those groups should be involved in every single thing that the trust do going forward they should be put it this way bradford city have a supporters trust and when they meet with ryan sparks and it's uh it's marco townsend who's the like i don't know what marco's official title is but when they meet steve gorringe from shipley bantams he goes because he represents a portion of the fans on his own right and that's how it should be. They, they need to be involved and you should be pushing for those three fan groups to be heavily heavily leading the charge and i'll say it tomorrow night like i say i'm on fools rushing and I'll, I'll say it tomorrow night they need to be one of them needs to kind of take the reins and say enough's enough we're gonna push on this but that's the problem isn't it like to some degree they don't want anyone to take charge because it should be them their hands are tied because of the way things are structured um but fools rush in, I mean, to a maybe lesser extent, some Satom Broadband Lounge are people who will ask the more difficult questions and yeah. perhaps um, kind of compromise that relationship. And that's what the trust, the trust will, you know, by, by their mandate, will need to maintain good relationships with the club for them. Yeah. But it, it becomes kind of unsustainable it does and, and and the thing is i think the trust need to realize the trust aren't there to keep the peace between the club and the fans the trust are there to represent the fans yeah. and if the majority of the fans are, are not happy yeah. and are demanding answers the trust have to ask 
if the trust aren't comfortable asking those difficult questions, they're the wrong people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, um, do you know what? You could even use maybe an outside impartial person who's not willing, who's not asked to ask it. Get someone in, anybody, just get someone in who's not afraid to ask those questions. But I do think that those three fan groups should be heavily, heavily involved. Mm -hmm. um, and look, I might be wrong. People might tell me I'm wrong. Just honest, weirdly on a Sutton thing, Hannah, we never mentioned Sutton. Joe has said one day I want to talk to Liam about his disrespect for Sutton. What Are you disrespectful about Sutton? I don't know. I forgot they existed until just now. Maybe that's what he means. I didn't because we beat them 8 0. So, Joe, what have I said that's disrespectful to Sutton? I actually believe it or not. I actually quite liked um, your the, the, the people who run your club. I met I met them last year when you came up to Bradford. I was talking to your media guys, your head of communications, all them guys. I got on really, really well with them. I had a, a really, really good chat with them. So I don't have many negative things to say about Sutton. Um, no, I think uh, we've said kind of over the last few months that they always do really good business in the transfer window. They make concerted, concerted efforts and make a difference. They did that under Matt Gray. They'll do that under... Mm -hmm. Um, Morrison, they they drew with Mansfield. Um, he said about oh, right. taking 40 fans, but I mean, one thing that wasn't perhaps captured in the commentary on that was that you know, this game was organized on Friday, so you know, I don't know how many how many tickets they'd sold for, for the fixture as it should have been on Saturday, but Tuesday night with three days' notice is uh. Is a massive trip up from Sutton. Yeah, yeah, it is. And do you know what? Tuesday night traveling. Look, just after Christmas, it's it's hard for any club. It's mm -hmm. it's it's expensive to follow. Look, we we talk yeah. about it all the time. We can't say we can't laugh at fans for not of for not following in numbers when we talk constantly about the cost of football being too high. Mm -hmm. it, it really is, and. You know, Swindon are charging 27 quid. And this, again, it comes back down to Swindon as well. Like, crew yeah. charge 27 quid. Swindon, 27 quid. Where's this money going? Um, yeah. And I've said it, and I'm going to say it every single time we do this up until that, that uh, fans forum next week. Anybody who's going to that fans forum, it's I don't want to know what they're spending the eight. I mean, obviously, you guys are going to want to know what they're spending the 8.2 million on. My question is, what are they doing to reduce that 8.2 million mm -hmm. down to the to the league average of around four million? Um that that's that's for me what, what needs to be done. Yeah, Crampton they need said, to clean things up. Broadbent Lounge won't ask questions, they won't even accept there is a problem. Plus, they and fools rush in, don't mm -hmm. get on. Never no, do you know what? I, I, I disagree there, Crampton. If I'm honest with you, they, they will ask the questions. Um, I've seen them do it. I think similar to the trust, sometimes they do try and keep the peace, which, you know, they're, they're not employed to be a trust. They're not employed to be their representative of the fans. So they don't really have anyone to answer to. They're just doing it on there. And if they that's what they choose to do, that's what they choose to do. But I think if they were put there as a representative of the fans, they would. But as far as them not getting on with fools rushing, I don't think it's that they don't get on. There's a, there's a two completely different styles and look they're all Swindon fans the fact is they'll put Swindon first and that's the thing there needs to be an ultimately a shared goal and the yes. shared goal is to have a football club that is operating absolutely efficiently that's financially viable that has 
squad depth and is sustainable and you know you're not talking about relegation and it's about growth and improvement oh and i'm being told that the club have banned any questions through the forum on the trust and debt excellent because that's that's the answer so here's the thing guys (laughs) i'm not going to tell you what to do if it was me it's not me if it was me, this is a hypothetical situation before anyone <laughs> says that I've led the masses here. This is a hypothetical situation. They can't stop you asking those questions. And if if, if I was going to protest, that would be where I started. Mm. If Clem was there, if it was my club and my owner was there and I was in the situation you were in, I'd walk into that room and that's where I would start my protests. They can't. They couldn't stop me asking those questions. And you could tell them that you're going to ask a different question. Absolutely. And when you get up there and I ask that question, what are they going to do? Yeah. For me, if I was there and it was my club, I would be starting all my protests that night in front of them. Civil disobedience for the win. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be a... It doesn't need... Protests don't have to be violent. They don't have to be trashing the place. It it, you, it's simple as so much as you're in. I'm in the ground, refusing to leave. Sit down, mm-hmm. sit down, peaceful. Refuse to leave. What are they going to do? It's going to cause them more trouble to have you removed than just answer a simple question. So for for me, that's what I would do anyway. Um, American media mogul has asked a question, and the the simple answer is not under the current regime. Mm-hmm. And just to go back to protests, what mm-hmm. Swindon needs to be careful of that you know we're seeing with Reading that you know the EFL have issued charges and threats of point deductions and things like that. Clem has already said that they are not anticipating a points deduction for the charges that have been levied against them, even though Peterborough did mm-hmm. have a points deduction for well, it was suspended, but for the same thing. He's also yeah. said that he expected to have those shares back yes. within weeks in August. Yeah, that eight point, yeah, the Devonshire. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that, so there's, you know, it's when they need to operate some caution mm-hmm. as well in terms of avoiding anything that might cause a points deduction because, you know, it won't take much with no. potentially Forest Green, Colchester, Sutton turning around. Yeah. And this is the thing, Ryan's made a very good point here. Clem saying that they won't be getting a point deduction. He was advised that by the same lawyers who told him that <laughs> yeah, he didn't right. have to tell anyone about the shares. You know, so we, yeah. we, we know where Ian's Ian keeps making this point about Bradford, by the way, saying they need a farmer to do, to dig the spuds up, which is having a dig about Bradford's pitch. Um what I will say, Ian, is what a season of no wins against Bradford for top of the league stockport that is. You know, I know. Like county fans were going on about Mansfield the, the other day, and all Mansfield had done was drew with Sutton and uh, basically not capitalised on their games in hand. Yeah. And I said on the county supporters group, like it's a bit of a flex. We lost twice to Mansfield. 
Yeah, yeah I don't and, think we're, like there's and, not much we can say about that. And like mocking our pitch and things like that, and saying, "Oh, like that's what we couldn't beat you." I've seen Stockport fans saying the reason they didn't win is because of the state of our pitch. We didn't beat us when we came to yours. If, no, if anything, no. you were lucky to walk away with a point. We missed a penalty and a, and a one-on-one. You were very, yeah. very lucky that night. Um, and we're sat 16th place in the league. So as far as I'm concerned, you guys should be walking all over us. Back on yeah, the, well, the... we've got some weird bogey teams. We do, like Walsall and... Everyone yeah. does. Um, Michael said, there's no way some of that money isn't doing a circle back into Clem's pocket somewhere. The whole Karachi mm. show has gone a bit quiet, but we will have an... But hey, we will have an academy in Australia. Yeah, it's hard to. We can't really say if that's what's happening. We we don't know for for sure on it. It's an allegedly a game, but that that money's going somewhere, and it ain't going on the playing squad, and it ain't going on improving the ground, and it ain't going on wages and things because you know they it's still this, managed to look. It's like old school friends reunited. Are you young enough for that? Or am I yeah, properly showing my age now? Do, yeah, do, do they know it? Do they know each other? Like, Crampton, do you, Michael, is that you? Did you go to Green Down School? Um, <laughs> I think there's no questions to be asked on the night, as all had to be in yesterday. Pathetic, really. Do you know what, again, though, Michael? What are they going to? What's going to happen? They, they, you stand mm-hmm. up and ask a question. They, they can't. No one can be forced to sit in silence. This is a. This is the first time you're going to be put in front of Clem since god knows when so for me take the opportunity yeah when when's the next time you're going to have this opportunity you need to know why certain decisions have been made why was jody morris brought in why did jody morris all of a sudden after coming in with all the fanfare become an arsehole overnight because he did you know charlie austin why was charlie austin brought in was it just to appease the fans because he hasn't being completely honest, he hasn't added anything to the the squad in terms of quality that wasn't already there. You, you know, you were his goals were. It's not like he's coming and scored the Jake Young level or the Dan Kemp level. It, it hasn't added anything that you couldn't already get. Um, mm-hmm. And it's obviously been a, a lot more money last season. You need to really ask the questions, Michael Flynn. I mean, we know the answer to this, but you need to, but. It's not our place to say the answer to this. Why mm. was Michael Flynn given a two-year contract extension at that point? <laughs> it's a very, very big question, and there is a very, very, very clear answer, but you he needs to answer that question. Yeah. Um, but again, saying don't think Clem will show up. No. Don't don't think he'll go um don't think he'll He'll, he'll show up. I, I don't think he'll be back in the country. I, he left the country, didn't he? I think on the around the tenth of January. Oh, I for don't know for a business. So he, he he came that's, over to that's him overseeing the transfer window, is it? Yeah, that's him overseeing the transfer window. <laughs> he he left on the tra- on the the tenth of of January. Mm-hmm. Um, they are taking questions in advance to consolidate him, and they and are taking questions on the night unless it's changed more to the point if it happens. Yeah. Again, guys, just this is probably going to be your, I don't want to say a last chance because that sounds like the club's going to die. It's not, but I don't think this Clem will be put in front of the fans again. So if you want answers, this is the last chance you're going to get them. You'll always ask questions. If not, you'll always have wonderings. If genuinely, if if I thought I could get down, I would come down and I would just ask them myself because I'm not bothered. <laughs> um, or Clem's actually back now. Um 
he, he went to New York. Okay. He's, uh, he's, you're, you're not going on Saturday, are you? No. no there's, <laughs> there's no reasons. <laughs> yeah, reasons. Um, Ian's also said Romeo Hutton. Should we talk about it before we go? I mean, yeah. What a shit show that is. It's just bizarre. I don't get it. The, the the nice person in me wants to believe that there is some extenuating circumstances that led to that video. But everything I hear suggests that there is not. Yeah. So I've so for, for me um gee, oh, look yeah Clem Clem is back in Swindon maybe you don't know as much as you think you do D- Dave we don't claim to know everything <laughs> like I I don't have tabs on Clem at all I only find stuff out like that when people tell me but he, here's the thing and I'll, I'll direct this at Dave and I'll direct this at anybody who also wants to come at us and give us give us any shit or anything like that we're trying to help. Genuinely, we are trying to help. We, You don't understand what's going on behind it. Do you really think that the stuff that's gone out, or we would say the stuff that we do, knowing full well the sort of person that is involved with the club, do you think we do that unless we actually gave a shit? It's stupid for you to come at us when we're... Because, you know, like John said earlier, Dave, you can say maybe you don't know as much as you think you do. We've been right about 95% of the shit that's gone out. And we keep getting abuse for it and people don't like us. And that's absolutely fine. If you don't like us, Dave, block us. It's not an issue. You don't have to read it. You can bury your heads. You can pretend that everything's absolutely fine if that's what you want to do. But it's silly. You're coming at the wrong people. You really are. Um, I, I just don't understand comments like that. Really don't get it. It's, it's, it's fucking it, that. That's the only thing that really winds me up about certain fans, and it's not just Swindon fans. It's fans at all clubs. Like we're trying to put a light on your club that's going through a shit time, and we're trying to draw attention to it. And you'd rather attack us for it. So, I think it it goes back to some people, and not not necessarily Dave, but some people want to bury their head in the sand. And yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly that. that. People just don't want to hear it because they don't want to believe that yeah. you know things are maybe as bad as they are. That this bloke who came in, who was supposed to be the savior, isn't. Um, Clem isn't on my OnlyFans. No, I can't afford it. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got two two uh, fan hub um, hoodies and. I'm scared to even put them on or try them because it just looks like a combination of Pornhub and OnlyFans. Nice. Yeah, it does look yeah. like that. Actually, that's a good point. I never thought about yeah. that. Um, um, so <laughs> they asked about um, if Romeo Hutton was being held hostage. No, like it was some kind of initiation dare where he was supposed to come up with the worst things that he could possibly say like that that in my head is the extenuating circumstance it's not it's as not. far as i understand I, I i will say that i have spoken to 
several people who know Romeo Hutton and have said that he is that that nothing in that video shocked them. No. Which for me that shows that that's who Romeo Hutton is. Um, I do think it's odd that Gillingham haven't said anything. It's Dave's back. All Swindon fans know his gossip. You sit there like you know so much, but you won't let anybody know. Dave, no, we, we can't. We, we can't. <laughs> it's it's you don't like you don't understand when we when we're in a position where we can put it out, it will go out. You can't just hear something and put it out because then you are complaining that it is gossip because it is gossip. What happens is we hear something and then it's checked and it's triple checked and we make sure that it's right before it goes out and you speak to people that will actually know mm. within the club, people who have been involved with the playing squad, players themselves, then it goes out. But do you know what? I, I, there's so much more stuff that we could just put out right now but I guarantee by tomorrow morning there'd be a a letter in our inbox saying that we were being sued an unless we can prove Forbes. it. An article in Forbes. Granted, we could prove, but why when we want it to be a little bit stronger, you want to make sure it's right um, before it goes out and you want to know if there's anything more. Why would you, if you just hear that little bit of information and put that out, then first of all, you let the person that you're talking about know that you know which means that they'll then do everything they can to cover the tracks. When sometimes you might hear something and think, there's got to be more to that. So you'll do a little bit of yeah. digging. Um, yeah. Like Stacey says, a, how, how dare you double check? It's a legal thing, ultimately. It's, legal. it's, a, it's, it's a legal, legal thing. Yeah. It's not just that. I think Dave's got to be, we're, we're a limited company. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were talking before about thank you, Sam. This thread. So, if you um go on Twitter and look at, at BCKS109, um, which is Jason's account by um, all accounts, you can read through the research that he's done in terms of the different companies that Clem has been involved with and some of the things that we've alluded to as we've been talking through it over the last hour. Um, and and the thing is, Dave's also tweeted, but it hasn't come up on here. Or I haven't seen it come up here, but he's basically said, it's easy to say about protesting at Swindon, but nobody knows what's happening at the club apart from gossip. The stuff that's in that thread is no, all verified and fact. Mm -hmm. And the things that are already out, the players being paid late in October, that mm -hmm. is fact. Mm -hmm. Clem went in Forbes magazine and stated that it wouldn't, that it wasn't true. It is true. It is fact. It was fact checked by multiple people. It was true. Um, things like players leaving. You, your squad's got, your squad was already small. It's getting smaller. Players are walking out and going to signing clubs higher up the league and are going free of charge all this stuff that jason's put in there is fact and then there's other things that have gone out that are also fact there is enough out there already to to, to be pissed off and protesting about mm -hmm. without needing us to pull our pants down and say here clem here's everything we know look at us do what you need to do because then we end mm -hmm. up in trouble and then not only that every person that gives us information stops yeah and then we hear nothing else. And 
yeah, like Sam said, we've said more about the state of the club more than Clem has. And yeah, these guys have nailed it again. If we put it out too soon, the club can cover it up before it's fully verified. Mm. Um, and Jason said he would come on. Jason, if you want to come on, more than welcome to come on. Um, I said this to you earlier. If you want to come on, you can. Ryan doesn't come on podcast. We don't have Ryan on screen. But if you did want to come on, Jason, you you are more than welcome. I'm, we're, we're reaching the end of this now, if I'm honest with you. But we've said we will be doing another Swindon sort of special at some stage. Mm. But yeah, Dave, it, it's it's pure and simple. If you don't like what we put out, don't read what we put out. It's not for everyone. If you don't want to believe what we put out, you don't have to believe it. But if we put something out, you read it and don't believe it, and then three weeks down the line, it actually turns out to be true, at least have the balls to come back and say, actually, you were right, instead of just pretending that we weren't, because that's what keeps happening. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, often we would love a lot of the things that we hear about to not be right. Yeah. We don't yeah, get any pleasure from being right. <laughs> no, no, we would rather it be wrong. Um, and there are things that actually we do hear that we do find out are wrong. They yeah. don't come out, yeah. Because we find, and but if we put them out, I, I mean, put put it this way. I, I'll say this openly: the amount of things that we've heard about Swindon, if we put all that out right now, every single one of you being meltdown, yeah, full meltdown. But we know that there's got to be checked, and we know that a hell of a lot of it probably isn't true. But Ryan is very good at what he does. He'll get it checked. He'll get it triple checked. He'll then make sure that legally we're in a strong standpoint for it to go out. And if it's right and we've got proof and we know that if the club come back to us and say, we're going to sue you, we need to know where that's come. We've got proof that mm -hmm. we can present if we're ever thinking. And that's how it works. Um, Jason's asked. I, I, Jason, I don't know how to say. Oh, I'll send you on Twitter, Jason. Um, let Jason come on and have a speak about his thread, Hannah, if you're all right for that. Oh, it, the the facts and stats. I oh, Hannah, Hannah's all very over much it. enjoyed. Well, as much as you can enjoy reading that. Um, yeah, I, I don't enjoy facts and stats as much as Hannah, but Hannah, Hannah, Hannah likes them enough mm -hmm. for both of us. Um, can other? I'm guessing that's other. Can well, other any, EFL owners report? Anyone, anyone can, can report uh, kind of wrongdoings to the EFL, and and Swindon and Clem are already being investigated. What happens after the EFL? Uh, brings charges upon them, which is what happened in December, I think. Uh, they it then goes to like an independent board of lawyers, I guess they I think they are, um, and they decide what um, penalties or um, yeah what the consequences are for for that club or that owner. Yeah, Ryan said yeah he sent details to the so again if Dave's still watching. Everything that we put out has gone through the EFL. Mm -hmm. So we don't put out shit. Anything that we think is shit doesn't go out. Anything that goes out goes out as fact. And I know what he's talking about. He's talking about when we alluded the other week about it, when Ryan put his tweet out saying that he didn't think it would get any worse and we we put similar out. You're seeing right now that it's, this, this is what we're talking about, but we at the time, we can't just dump it on you because... Then guess what happens? Things change. It doesn't happen, and then none of your believers in the future. Yeah. So we'd rather make sure that what we put out, we know is true. Um, Jason, you are here, but you've got to connect your devices. You don't have to have your camera on. Once you've connected your devices, yeah. you can press stop cam at the bottom. Um, 
And, or you can yeah, just we'll... have your microphone, I think. I'm not yeah, you can, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I think you've got to connect them both, but then you can turn your camera off at the bottom and then you can join with just your microphone. Um, Crampton said here, so much talk of protest with Lee Power, but never materializes, sadly, at Swindon. Mm -hmm. Don't expect it to now. Very much a moan on Facebook and do nothing fan base. One, all the happy clappers. I, I mean, I, everyone's got a breaking point. Yeah. And I, I feel like you're in a worse point now as a club than you were under power. And what I, what I don't mean by I know financially, like, as in, like, you were in a hell of a lot of trouble with owing people money and things like that. I feel like you're at more risk now than you were under him. And I, and I openly said when Clem came in, and I remember going on Fools Rushing, and I said it on there, and I've said it so many times, it's okay to be happy when a new owner comes in. But after what you've been through and the shit that you've been through, just keep your guard up a little bit. Just keep your guard up a little bit and just be a little bit wary about what could possibly happen again because you're only, like you've seen, you're so close to it just happening again at any point. Jason, welcome. Hello. How are you? Very good. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I didn't mean for everything to kick off yesterday. That's I, fine. Uh, obviously, the, the massive tweet out and... Um, I'm my thumbs are still recovering. Someone <laughs> needs to, though, Jason. This thing, some people need to be doing what you're doing because that's how like kind of putting it in black and white and listing it for people. That's what makes people fully understand and see the gravity of the situation. Hannah, by the way, right now, it's like meeting a celebrity for Hannah because you've done everything that she loves. You've done facts, you've done facts <laughs> and you've put it all in a perfect chronological order for her. She's delighted. <laughs> How long did that take um, you, Jason? So um, the actual writing of the, of the message took me probably about 20 minutes, but the amount of research that I've done, um, I started when it first came out that Axis m &E, um, were had been liquidated um, mm -hmm. back in 2020, 2021, um, and the trust came out with their due diligence joke. Um, <laughs> their, their due diligence was basically nothing to see here. Um, everything's all rosy, and, and we're all, you know we're all walking around with our rose-tinted glasses on. Um, and I thought something's not right here. There's mm -hmm. something not quite right. Yeah. So I started with Axis &E, um and, and went through Companies House and looked at um, other records I was able to find uh, in the public domain. And then um, it led me to other places like Axis Service, uh, Group Services Limited. That's quite a, an unbelievable one. Um, and then I started th thinking, I know, let's have a look at the group website. I start going through um countries so i went to thailand you can't really find much in thailand it's all locked down um went into the acis website for australia um i found a few bits in there but nothing concrete that was that was massive couldn't find anything in america until today and then i found a massive piece in america where Axis Mechanical of New York Incorporated have not filed any statements of any kind for at least four years. Um, and since 2014, when they were incorporated in the US, they're supposed to do it 
um, every two years, and mm -hmm. they've done one. Wow. Wow. And that was it. When when was the latest thing done with that company in New York, by the way? Do you, does it say when, when the latest sort of movement or anything was done with? Because it just makes me wonder, because I know that's where Clem went this month, didn't he? He went to New York when he left. He did. Uh, it, yeah, it was back in... Yeah, it was back in 2020. Um, was the last time there's anything recorded that I can see. Um, I've got I'm still digging on that one. I've got a question for you here, and I, I don't know if you can answer. I don't know much about it, but Jason, uh, sorry, Dave sent it in twice. I don't know if Dave's just trying to be antagonising at this point because he's in tweets. He's he's been quite antagonising, I think, with all his responses. So, and, and look, I'd, look. I get if he's stressed out with things that are going on. I understand the frustrations and things, but all I say to him is just Amy frustrations at the right people. But he's, he's asking about the, the, the debenture. Did, did Clem pay power for the debenture? I don't know who paid who for what. I don't know if you know anything about that. I do. Um, so when it comes to debentures, I've done a massive amount of research on this because someone tried calling me up on, on it. So... There were four debentures. There were three in the name of Sir Martin Arbib and one in the name of Andrew Black. Right. Now, any time that debenture is paid, regardless of whether it's in full or part payment, and that part payment is taken as settlement, yeah. it has to be recorded with Companies House within 28 days. That's never been recorded that Lee Power has paid anything towards those debentures. Okay. Has Clem? Clem has. Okay. So and all are they, four are they paid in full now? All four debentures are now paid and satisfied. Okay. Um so do, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna openly say this. Dave, if you want to come on, then come on because you've been very, very confrontational in your comments. You're not really offering anything, considering you've come at us and spoken to us about how we're not putting enough information out and things like that. You're not really giving us anything to go from you. You know, there's absolutely nothing that I can read there. Look, so where do you? Is that public information about the debentures and who pays? It is like some, yeah, it's, it's on Company's House. So it's on Company's House. So Dave's saying that's not true. If it's on Company's House, Dave, how how can it not be true? I don't. I just don't. I don't get it. Um, with with the debenture, it doesn't state who paid it, exactly right. who paid it. However, it has got a date next to it when it was satisfied. And that date was September 2022. Okay. And that was after the he's given the shares away in exchange for the money to pay it. That is correct. Yeah, so that makes sense. I mean... Who, Dave, who, Dave, who do you believe paid the debenture off? I'm, I'm really confused. You know, I'll, you know, Dave, I'm going to ignore you now unless you're going to come on because I just think it's getting silly at this point. Um, <laughs> Ian, got... Just very quickly, I know exactly where Dave is getting his information from, and this is what's come out from Clem himself. The information that came out from Clem was that Lee Power paid a million pound for a £2.9 million debenture. Right. It was actually a £2 million debenture because I've gone back through all the accounts. Um, all the way back to around about 2000. Um, as you can probably tell, I've done a massive amount of, of research. Yes. Um, the debenture's always been two, two million pound on the accounts up until the sale of the, the club. Right. So Lee, uh, Clem is claiming that Lee Power paid a million pound for a two million pound debenture 
and then called it in three days later at within three days mm -hmm. for 2.9 million pound or 2.95 million pound but it was always there but that those four debentures were always there in the th in the two people's names wow right okay um yeah that's uh it's mad do you know what jason this is this has been and like it's quite eye-opening for us from the outside as well because we don't know like the history of things but what i'm gonna say jason i'm gonna send you a, a dm because there's something that i'm doing that i think you'll be very very interested in and I'll, I'll talk i won't say too much more about we'll have a chat about that afterwards if you like yeah no it's absolutely cool not from at all um i have had just to let you know um a i've, I've had a dm from a reporter um who's asked me for who's also doing a very similar thing that i've i've done mm -hmm. um and has said can we share notes yeah i have no problem with that the reason why i did it out and i'm going to say this now i wasn't going to put it out until after transfer deadline day because i wanted to see who we bought in i knew about lincoln seller yeah yeah harrison minton um when that came out i actually know i know harrison very well i i've known harrison's dad for 45 years we've been friends for 45 years yeah i asked both of them if they knew anything about it and their response was this is the first time we've heard about it that's why it's so not the club, as of yet. It's up in the air at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. So the club have not even gone to their own player to say we've had an approach, or to their, the player's agent to say we've had an approach from Middlesbrough. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? There's been no contact whatsoever. So it's just the case. If someone's interested, get them out of the door. I think at the minute, isn't it? Um, let's, can, can I? Yeah, uh, let's, so, sorry, go on. Go on, sorry. So, so Dave's Dave's come back with another question. I know I said I was going to ignore it, but I, I I just want to clarify on this here. The debenture. Who is that money owed to? Who was it owed to? So there were two. There were four debentures. Um, yeah. That date back to two thousand and ten, I believe it is. I'd have to bring the record back up again. Um, the four debentures. So there are three debentures in the name of Sir Martin Arbib. Right. Okay. So none of the debentures were paid to. Lee Power, like as in Cle when Clem's paid it, he hasn't paid Lee Power. Is that correct? From the information on Company's House, they were paid to the owners of the debenture, yeah. which are Martin Arbib and Andrew Black. And that's the thing: you can only go with the information you've got, which I, and I fully appreciate and understand where you come from because they're wearing that same boat. But, but Dave, there's absolutely nothing saying that either of those two people are not that. It, that they're not connected to Lee Power in some way. There's, there's nothing saying that, but the money was paid to the people who it was owed to. That's that's what Companies House is. Companies House isn't going to lie on that situation. That like doesn't matter what you think of anybody. That information is it's, that's that's right. Um, so so uh, so Jason, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go, but I'm gonna send you a message afterwards because cool. I've got something I really want to chat to you about, and I think you'd be really, really interested. Um, but honestly, I do appreciate you coming on and uh, keep doing what you're doing because people like you are gonna help. I don't want to say bring this, no, don't no, bring it to a close. I think you're gonna make you, and people will look back on this quite fondly when it's done in the end. And look, we went through it with Scunthorpe, and people came after me for a long time about Scunthorpe and things like that. And then when we got to the end, and it actually all came out, 
you looked on a different way. It's just there's a lot of frustrations and things like that at the minute. So, uh, absolutely, I, I, you know, I appreciate fans fans' frustrations. Um, and I've done a very similar thing with um, with Able Company in Boston um, when they were going to be taken over or when they were looking at purchasing the club from the Power. Yeah. Um, that information was sent into the trust. The trust never pro- never put that out in the domain to yeah. the fans. Yeah, and and look, you're you're adding something that people don't know, and I think by putting it in a in a chronological order and in black and white for everyone to read, it it is eye opening. Because if you drip feed this information, which is what's happened, obviously all this stuff's happened over the last two years, and a lot of it gets forgotten. So putting it all in a, this is exactly what's happened. This is everything. It, it does really make people think. So no, I, I appreciate it. You're helping us as well. It's making our jobs a little bit easier as well. Um, no, so no, that's yeah. absolutely fine. Thank you very much, and Excellent. we'll uh, I'll be in touch, mate. No problem. Cheers, Liam. Cheers, Cheers Hannah. Bye. So, Hannah, we've gone over, but worth it, I think. <laughs> yeah, Definitely worth it. Um, and we've we've reached the end now. Uh, look, Dave, if you're still not happy with what's been said, come on next week. So all I'll say, come on next week. Don't yeah, I've got four hours to fill. We couldn't. Yeah. Uh... Don't just be that fan moaning on Twitter. Come on, put your voice to it and tell us what you know because you obviously know something different. So tell us what you know and tell us how you know it because Jason's just said where he's got his information from. You've you've obviously got your own information. Um, but other than that, I've enjoyed this. Thank you for everyone who's tuned in. I do hope that next week's what is it fans forum whatever it is. I hope it goes well. I hope you get the answers you need and. Uh, yeah, I just it's just exhausting, isn't it? Yeah, it's tiring, it's very tiring. Worse for them, worse. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, us being tired is nothing, um, compared <laughs> to what you guys are going through. So, yeah, it'll get better, it will get better. And for anyone who doubts us as well, speak to Scumfort fans. That's our that's our reference, that's our point of reference. <laughs> um, speak to Scumfort's owners. There you go. Speak to Scunny's owners and they'll tell you what they know. But yeah, thank you yeah. very much, guys. We'll see you on the other side. Good and luck, next everyone. Thursday this for a really, really long show. Next Thursday is the deadline day. For anyone who actually doesn't know, next Thursday we are doing quizzes live on the night. So if you're going to join us, I would recommend joining like on a laptop or a computer or an iPad and have your phone free because we're going to give a code and on the you use the code to. Uh, join the game the actual game interactive on the screen and some of it's things like pictionary so you might be called upon to actually draw a picture and then we'll all see it and we've got to guess what it is like it's going to be fully interactive so if you can have a phone free even if you've got one on the if you've got two of you sat there one of you come on your phone the other one join the game but i'm right looking forward to it as well as all the normal transfer stuff guys thank you very much we'll see you on the other side it's been lovely bye 
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.